The kingdom is divided. There was a high-ranking official in Solomon's government called Jeroboam, a very capable man who carried out his work quickly and efficiently. The king rewarded Jeroboam with promotion, making him minister over all forced labor schemes in the territories that belonged to the tribe of Joseph. Jeroboam was delighted. He immediately packed up his house and belongings and set off out to Jerusalem. On the road when he saw the prophet Ahisha coming towards him. To Jeroboam's astonishment, the prophet stripped off the new robe he was wearing and ripped it into 12 pieces. I am here with a message for you from the Lord, Ahisha declared. God is about to tear the kingdom away from Solomon and rip Israel apart, for the king has forsaken him and turned to worshiping false idols. Solomon's son, who will rule over only two of the tribes, and the Lord will make you king over the other ten. Jeroboam was amazed. Though he was an ambitious man, he had never dreamed of being on the throne of Israel. How on earth was all of this going to happen? He wondered. He was an important man in the kingdom. But surely, he wasn't important enough to be king. Jeroboam knew that the dramatic prophecy was best kept to himself. But he couldn't resist in his family and friends. They found it hard to keep the exciting secret. And the news leaked out until the people all over the country were whispering the rumor. Soon, word reached the ears of the king himself. Solomon realized with dread that Jeroboam was the servant God had chosen to take over the kingdom. In desperation, the king sent men to kill Jeroboam, but he managed to escape and fled to the distant country of Egypt. Finally, after reigning Israel over four finally, after reigning Israel for 40 years, King Solomon died and his son Rehoboam took the throne. Even though Solomon had made Israel a wealthy, famous country, Life under him had been terribly hard. The exhausted people wanted to make sure that their new ruler would be less demanding than his father had been. They searched for a spokesperson to approach the new king, and there was no one more suitable than Jeroboam, who had returned from Egypt after Solomon died. Rehoboam asked his counselors, what they 
thought he should do about his people, the people's requests. First, he went to the advisors who used to be at his father's side. These old men knew how the people had suffered under Solomon's rule. They wisely advised the king to win the favor of his new subjects by showing them mercy and reducing the levels of taxation and forced labor. Then Solomon's son went to his new advisors. They were inexperienced and counseled the king to show the people his authority by imposing laws that were even harsher than his father. The king thought for a while. Rehoboam was an arrogant young man who liked the idea of his subjects cowering in fear before him. He fully chose the advice of the younger men over that of his father's more experienced counselors and advisors. You have asked me to lighten your yoke, he announced to the the anxiously waiting people. Hear this. My father lashed you with whips, but I am going to lash you with scorpions. The tyrant had expected the Israelites to shut up and meekly shuffle away at this cruel threat. He was shocked to find that it had quite the opposite effect. Laborers all over the countries downed tools and sat at home, refusing to work. On top of this general strike, there were demonstrations and organized protests. Several protests broke out into violent scuffles with the king's men, who had been sent to keep the rioting workers under control. In demonstration, the king's minister in charge of Israel's forced labor, Adoram, was stoned to death. We will no longer serve the house of David, the people shouted. We want a new king. The ten tribes in the north of Israel crowned Jeroboam as their new leader. Only the tribe of Judah and a tiny tribe of Benjamin in the south of the country remained faithful to Solomon's son. From them, he gathered 180,000 warriors to go fight Jeroboam for the throne. A prophet called Shemaiah stopped him, bringing word from God. The Lord says that no one shall fight against his countrymen. Everyone must return home. For this division in the kingdom has been brought about by the Lord himself. So that the kingdom that David had unified and that Solomon had spent years building up was once again split into two. The ten tribes of the north kept the name Israel, and the two small tribes of the south were called Judah. About the story. The story marks the start of 200 years of feuding between Israel in the north and Judah in the south. 
The division occurred in 930 BC. And the tribes were never reunited. Israel was destroyed in 722 BC. And Judah in 587 BC. But some Jews remained to pave the way for the New Testament.